Are we good? Are we good? Yep. All righty. Patrick, are you going to lead the show or am I going to lead the show? I guess I can lead the one. All right. Oh, yeah. Are you supposed to count us down? That's how it's done officially. Why is he pointing at me when you're leading the show? I don't know, but why are you talking when I'm leading the show? Because we there's no other way to point out Rich's foibles. <sighs> I like confusing you. It's so easy. Okay, do you want to count down again? Nope. Okay. <laughs> I'll count for you. Now, welcome to another magical episode of Even More Mashed Up, a podcast about all things pop culture. Brought to you by Misericordia University and featuring two professors talking about all things pop culture. I am Patrick. And I'm Alan. And we've got a special guest Special today. guest, yes. Vicki, welcome. Thank you. Happy yeah. to be here. Nobody loves Harry Potter's world more. You got it. Than Vicki. Who is? I happen to be his wife. Yeah, I was saying, do we want to actually I thought, explain I who Vicky is? I thought listeners knew that. I don't think he wants to own me. I feel like yeah. we should probably well, we mention We talk about Vicky all the time on the show. <laughs> we I, do, but I feel like we, you know. practically a... a You've been on before. True. Yeah, but it's good to remind people when they come on. I guess so. I am the woman who was willing to stay with this man for more than 20 years now. 24 years. Is willing the word you want to use there? What are you suggesting? (laughs) Oh, boy. Wow, this is getting darker than Grindelwald. (laughs) Yeah, I mean, I'm not sure what... Oh, which, by the way, Grindelwald's the topic of today's show. Oh, yes. Well, I I tried to cue that up with the magical podcast. The Crimes of Grindelwald. The Crimes of... Well, Fantastic Beasts, colon, The Crimes of Grindelwald. I have an idea for a spinoff. Fantastic Beats, The Crimes of Hall and Oates. Oh. That doesn't really make sense, because if they're crimes, they wouldn't be Fantastic Beats. But it's exactly how Fantastic works for The Crimes of Grindelwald. Well, no, because the Fantastic so Beasts are more about Newt, and The Crimes are Grindies. Yeah, I gotta agree with Patrick on that. Which, by the way, I'm gonna be calling him Grindy. Grindy? That's, oh, don't. It was do much it. better than, than call. I didn't it, want to type Grindelwald every time I mentioned him, so Waldo. in my notes he's Grindy. Isn't it Grindelwald? Apparently, there's some debate about that. Really? I'm pretty sure it's Grindelwald. No, that is Because he correct. seems very German. Well, that's yes. how um, Dumbledore pronounces yes. it in the film. Yes. But I think in the first one, he was Grindelwald. I think when, when they mentioned him in, in Fantastic Beasts. I can't remember if it was Voldemort. Oh. Well, maybe they were just saying it wrong, kind of like Voldemort. Well, they were the Americans, so they probably were being lazy. Mm-hmm. That's right, because we don't learn to enunciate no. the German. Exactly. We it, Americans are lazy. Exactly. So yes, and late. The one of the things I find interesting because the first movie was called Fantastic Beasts and Where They Come From, which now, if Fantastic Beasts is sort of the overarching title, does that mean the title of the first film was and Where They Come From? I don't think so, because this is just your need, your OCD (laughs) need for everything to be exactly. (laughs) Well, then the title of this should be Fantastic Beasts and Where They Come From: Colon The Crimes of Grindelwald. Do you really want that on a poster? To your yes. system of classification, yes. 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 But I sort of I was really offended when we walked up to purchase the tickets and the woman working at the theater didn't know what we she meant. She had no when idea we what we were talking Crimes about. Of Grindelwald. Yeah, she's like, well, we had to tell her Fantastic Beasts. It yes. offended you. It offended me as a fan. Well, you would think that that you yeah. know, I feel as an employee of the Cinemark, they should have known like what movies? Like, how do you I, not know what Crimes of Grindelwald? So you're calling for because they don't care on their part. <laughs> yes, oh, on the, you know, the seventeen-year-olds that work at Cinemark. Right. It's you their want job. More professionalism. <laughs> yes, I do. Did you listen to the start of this podcast? Uh, yes, I did. Okay, just saying. I was not the one responsible for the lack of professionalism on this podcast. Partly, you were. About no, partly. Again, I'm the one that maintains a standard on the show. A standard of what? We should ask the fans to vote who's <laughs> least professional. Oh, could we please oh, run that? Yeah, let's not. Let's not it's do that. Percentage but we should probably start talking about the crimes of Grindelwald, yes. since we are professionals. Not your crimes. And that is the topic. Yeah. That's right. Yes. So, where would you like to start? Well, I think you said you had things you liked and things you didn't. Pretty much. I mean, overall, I enjoyed the film. 
I, I even really though the enjoyed the film, it, although the reviews the have review, been yeah, cool. like I was kind of surprised that I liked it because like oh, I'm, I was kind of expecting something closer to Suicide Squad. And I I didn't read like the reviews movie. until the film was over, and I'm like, oh, I saw a few of them. I'm like, ooh, forty percent. I'm like, that's not good. And I thought like, to myself, is that like, did I like this too much? Yeah, I mean, I I'd, I'd say at least some of my liking the film is probably due to that. I I my general love of Harry Potter, and I really like the Fantastic Beasts franchise. Yeah, your fandom is... Yeah, so... Is, it often gets in the way of your it critical does. faculties. It does. I mean, I do... The movie does have issues. What did you think, Vicky? I was super disappointed. Yeah. So you are the fan, like, unlike Patrick. I am a huge fan, You're and both I huge fans. Yeah. You can actually, like, see things for what they are. I, I felt like it was... No bias whatsoever. Yeah. I think well I was so excited I couldn't wait. I actually tear up whenever I see a preview for anything that has to do with the Harry Potter. That's like me with world. the Star Wars music. Yes. Right. Yes. Exactly. It, it brings in I mean, me. I don't tear up. And <coughs> to me it just sure. felt like a right. sure. you ball like a baby. You, you <laughs> <laughs> and then eat your floor corn. <laughs> <laughs> yes. I was I was really disappointed. Okay. I was because super you were so I was so excited and so enthusiastic, it and it felt like, um, I mean, I realize that all these fans are saying, wow, major, you know, huge epiphanies, and I just felt like it was just sort of this series of little not surprising events that were all put together to try to make a movie in a short amount of time and not that much interesting A happened. series of not surprising events. That sounds like a good yeah. mm. subtitle. Yeah. Yeah, I could see that. I mean, there's so, a lot. It was a lot. I mean, I think a lot yeah. of this film. One of the places I do agree with the reviews is that I think a lot of this film was kind of moving characters into which camp they were going to be. Like it's the whole, definitely a the whole, middle film. Oh yeah, it is. In a the whole choosing sides effort. theme seems yeah. to be, which ultimately it's kind of anticlimactic because the only person who chooses a side that you didn't expect was Queenie. Spoiler alert! And you kind of could see that coming. Yes. Everybody else was on the side that they were to begin with. Right. And but I'm then, like, oh, okay, so. Right, and even Lita, it was not that surprising. Well, Lita, there was a moment where, uh, there was one moment right. where I was like, is she joining Grindelwald or is she going to fight him? Right. And then she fights him, which I'm going to put in quotes, because she, like, shot off, like, two spells and then he basically just wiped her out. Like, her death was a bit anticlimactic for Well, her. can I just say, the whole blue flame thing. Yes. That immediately kills, like, a bunch of auras. Mm-hmm. But others are able to just wave their wands and well, keep the flames away from them. I thought. Well, there's that. I think other people could pass through it because that meant they were loyal to Grindelwald. No, no. But I'm right. talking about the ones that stayed outside right. and didn't become loyal to Grindelwald. Like, well, but those were bad orders. No, what? some of them were major. Some of them were characters in the show, and others were just bodies to be evaporated. Yes, bad orders. Yeah. See, you I have a feeling they were disposable orders. The complaints I raise, you're going to often say these things about. Uh, okay, but yeah. the yeah. Queenie's behavior when she went into the flames suggests that she may switch back because did you notice that she almost didn't make it as she was going through? She did struggle at first. Yeah. I find her very not interesting. Yeah. But that was no, I, the I, only sort of interesting with the negative thing. then? Because we seem to have wandered Sorry. into it. Because yeah. Queenie to me is, is a definite. I think Negative. what yeah. I think is going to happen with Queenie is I think either her or Jacob, more likely her, is going to get killed over the course of it, mm -hmm. and it's going to lead to a reversal of the the nomad restrictions in like it's going to be like that's oh. because the only reason she joins is because she wants to marry a, a non magic person, yeah. which is really incredibly stupid. Yes, that's that so Grindelwald, sad. They make her so dumb. Grindelwald of all people, like right. who would possibly believe? Right, Rich. That Grindelwald is like, yeah, marry non-mages, marry muggles, it'll be fine. Yeah, he, he literally calls evil. them beasts of burden. And he says does. Most of them should be destroyed. But at the same time, Queenie does show up in this film, having completely ensorcelled 
Jacob and doing whatever she wants with him. I love ensorcelled. It's a good word. I like that better than enchanted. She's okay, ensorcelled. Okay, but don't you but think? No, that was so. Sorry, that but, was. But that she shares kind of that. In that, you kind of see the queenie kind of shares this idea of she can do what she wants. I just thought with Jacob of many things that sort of spun out of the first movie that I didn't find believable. Mm-hmm. One was that Queenie would be such a despicable character. Yeah. Yes. That she well, would actually do that to somebody. Yeah. yeah. I did. I found unbelievable based on the first film. I agree. Yes, I did too. Like because the that's like it's it's kind of a psychological rape almost of this yeah. guy, right? No. Yikes. Yeah. No, I agree with you about that. It was just harsh. I didn't expect that. Sorry. it is really weird. It is. To me, like, it was <laughs> like this. It was just really brutal behavior. Like. Yeah, it's like roofing somebody, right? Like, well, not like, only do they make her brutal, but they make her just really vapid. I, I was annoyed. Yes. Yeah. yeah, both by how easily pliant she was, because I didn't get the sense that she was that way. And they had this yeah. opportunity to make yeah. a, a strong character, even though she might go to a side right. you don't agree with. Yeah, she could still be strong. She could be. She yeah. could be strong and right. go to the other but side. Also, but there's also I don't not. really understand she's the whole a, reason why dope. she has to ensorcel Jacob, because it's not like he's going to say no to going to Paris with her. Well, she has to. He, she, he has to be ensorcelled because he won't marry her. Because he's afraid it will do something bad to her back in America. And she thinks that he doesn't have any courage. Mm. But It's a shame there's no potion that she could put to give him courage. Instead of, you know, completely yeah. mind-wiping him or whatever. Although, yeah. honestly, <laughs> I think if you give somebody courage, that's it's better than what yeah. she did, but it's, it's not still, good, right? It's, oh, yeah. yeah, but at least it like, makes sense to more. You know, it's like, oh, she, well, he doesn't have courage. Rich okay. and Patrick are not married yet. My advice would be to marry somebody who actually wants to marry you without the need of can I say thank you? Can I just thank you for the yet or ensorcelment? I don't think he yeah. meant to imply that both of us would be married together. Simply no, that, we are that not was yet actually married. the understanding that I took. No, away from no, that. but we're as not, did I. <laughs> no, I just went, the yet does at least you hold have out an some hope. To make. Yeah. <laughs> One never knows. Yeah. So. Okay. Well, I have to say, with two professors sitting here, yeah. I wanted to know: Did Dumbledore? So he made his tenure transition from three-piece dandy suit, which yeah. is what you used to wear to work. That's mm. true. So at some point, point, he became like robe-wearing, glitter-sporting, <laughs> yeah. long that's a, hair. That's actually a really you know, interesting question. Dumbledore. Like the Hogwarts has actually gone backwards. Mm-hmm. Well, I feel like it used it's to be clear faculty that wore robes. It's and clear that – well, no, they went forwards. No, they used to dress like we dress now, and now they dress in robes. They and dress sparkles. more formal, yeah. Um, are you suggesting that you wear a three-piece suit to work now? Because I'm talking about you. I'm talking about the general trend. I'm trying to. Tenure. I'm trying to. <laughs> is that much of a? Is there that much of a I difference wear, between him pre-tenure and post-tenure? Oh my I don't goodness, wear glitter. Yes. He looks. Actually, I've only known him post-tenure. So you did show up at my uh, tenure celebration. Yeah, dinner. like I've only had the you one gave year. That speech entirely. He, about yeah, I had that one year of you as tenure. They used to call him a dandy here on campus. Really? Well, Becky did. I used to wear. I used to dress better. So Dumbledore made me think of this because yeah. what's it, interesting it is that so I'm the like Dumbledore. Dumbledore regime that is supposed to be like the less strict regime is the one that forces people to wear the fancy robes. Yeah, yeah. It's very odd to me. It is kind of odd. You're right. They did kind of wear like normal clothes, and then Dumbledore came in and said, "Robes for everyone." <laughs> but maybe in the wizard <laughs> and slippers. Wait, wait. But maybe in the wizarding world, robes are just like pajamas or what's comfy. Oh, maybe it's that they're no longer trying to pass as Muggles. And now they're wearing their robes and embracing their magical selves. Could be. It's just funny because I always thought that was a huge part of his personality. So he didn't seem like Dumbledore to me. Yeah. In his three-piece yeah. suit. He was very buttoned and uptight. Yeah. Yeah. Well, he, he's he's young. Right, right. Yeah. He, he's not fully. Yeah. Not know, fully Dumbledore Fully comfortable yet. with yeah. himself. Yeah. yeah. Yes. Well, he, he's not. Still very comfortable yeah. using other people to get stuff done. Well, that is a very Dumbledore Absolutely. thing. It is. That, is gonna that say is a very Dumbledore thing. Yeah. yeah. Is to, is it's to use. It's funny that he's such a hero in a way. I'm not sure he is. But to people. 
Yeah. Well, like he, in the like, general... Populous, the general public doesn't see. see the manipulation of things. But, yeah, I mean, like, he's basically using Newt yeah. in this in a lot of the same ways that he used Harry. Yeah, absolutely. Right. Yeah. Um, so he's really a guy who uses students, which, if you think about it, yeah. is even... Yeah, so, I mean, it, yeah, I mean, Dumbledore, you know, there, there's... Worst pen ever, Rich. Would you? I I offered no. to get you another one. Would you mind getting me another pen? Just so I can keep up with the show. Why do you have to take... I just like to mark off what we've talked about or not talked oh, about, okay. and then sometimes I like to doodle. Okay, well, when since you're, we're uh, sitting wow. here talking about When you about get going pen. on a particular that topic, I'll just... Hurtful. I, yes, Vicky, what would you like to talk I about? I had not seen any previews, so I could not understand that there was not a collective gasp in mm. the room when Dumbledore looked into the mirror of Erised, which I always, 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 always wanted to know what he I had never seen. thought about it. But. And I was so excited with this anticipation when I saw him getting... And then everybody was just sitting there like it wasn't yeah. a big deal. Yeah. To me, that was the biggest thing that happened in the whole film. Mm. Yeah, and, and no one else seems to really think it's that great. Yeah, no, I mean... So you were disappointed in the audience as well as the film. Yes. Well, but it's the film's fault because they sort of spoiled they, that in the trailer. possibly do that? After you yeah. told me that, I was so surprised. Yeah, that was definitely yeah, that was definitely in one of the trailers. Because was him his, looking in the mirror. And, and clearly yeah. you could see that he was looking in the mirror of Erised. Like, right. it wasn't just, no. like, him looking into, like, the, 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 the Ponceve or yes. something like that. You saw, right. the, you saw the frame and everything, yeah. like... Like, oh, okay, he sees Grindelwald. I okay. mean, Harry used to reflect on Dumbledore always would say, like, I want a pair of socks. Yeah. And he was always like, I really want to know what Dumbledore is. And obviously, so you knew it had to be something mm-hmm. huge. It was meant to be a big reveal. Yeah. 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 So well, that, but again, I, th- I think that's part of the issue with crimes of Grindelwald and, and, and that. I don't think it's probably got too much going on so that moments that should have greater resonance yeah. Yeah. don't. Like, and Lita's death, for me, yeah. did not... I'm like, I've known her for, like, five minutes. She had, yeah. like, two scenes. Like, yeah. I kind of, like, compared her to, like, Cedric Diggory in, in Goblet of Fire, where you actually yeah. cared about his death. Right. Yeah. And he was around for just as long as Lita, and, like, Lita just... She felt like a cipher to me at the end. I'm like, oh, she's right. dead now. Okay. But speaking of yeah, ciphers and cramming too much into a film that hurts it, like, that's part of Queenie's problem, perhaps. Yeah. But it's definitely the problem for, for Tina... Yeah. Is that her name? Newt's? Yeah, Newt's sort of. Yeah, yeah Tina. Yeah. Tina yeah. Goldstein, Queenie's sister. Yeah, like to me, um, just incredibly weak in terms of character development. Yeah. Like who is she? Why does she care about Newt? Like their relationship in the first film felt more authentic to mm-hmm. me. In this film, their relationship feels Yeah. Well, um, again, I, I would say artificial. that there's a lot of Crimes of Grindelwald that kind of reminds me of Deadpool 2 in that they there's characters that are sort of crammed into this movie because they were in the last movie. Yeah. Right. And they don't really have a lot to do. And, and, and this is the problem I see going forward because we all know that these five Fantastic Beast films, right. they're ultimately going to culminate in the Dumbledore-Grindelwald battle, mm-hmm. right. which means the characters that were introduced in the first film are more and more going to become marginalized. It's why I don't care for prequels in general. Yeah, I mean, Because I, they often struggle with this problem. They do. You know where it's going to end. Yeah. And it just... That's why just, I liked I Fantastic Beasts, the first one. It was just kind of this whimsical little corner of... The, the universe. The universe that we could do stuff yeah. in, and, and now that... And now that they've had to tie it into yes. the continuity, like it's, it, yeah, like well, they, right. Which, like, which Lita brings me to the next point I wanted to make. Okay, go ahead, go ahead. So, first, the idea that she and Newt are separated because she read a mistake in a newspaper. Yes, that was, was not great. Just, it it all felt so forced. The mm-hmm. way in which they forced Queenie and Jacob apart, yes. the way in which they forced Newt and Tina apart, just felt. I don't agree with you because did well, you catch this? I'm afraid this? you're wrong on this one. Well, I'm a woman. 
Can't argue. She has you there. Point Vicky. Because they had this really brief conversation you might not have heard while they were going to look in the Lestrange vault. And they were talking, and and he was trying to explain how he had insulted Ors in a letter that he had written to her. So they had obviously been corresponding. So Mm, put yourself in her place. You're corresponding back and forth with this person who you fell in love with, and all of a sudden you read somewhere that he's engaged. Well, on know, top of that, he just kind of trashed your But you your know job. that he's socially So you would awkward. immediately go and ask him what's going on. Right. Wouldn't you ask? Like, wouldn't you follow up? Would you no. just leave? <laughs> you, you very well might because I don't well, but it so. also she raises was the never issue. confident in herself to begin with as far as interpersonal relationships. Yeah. Yeah. It also it's raises the issue that Newt does not come off well. No, he, he says lot things of so literally. Well, because one of the things that really bothers me is there's that moment where Tina blasts his brother – and he's like, oh, that's the greatest moment of my life. And I'm like, oh, and which was in the trailer. I'm like, yeah. oh, so clearly there's bad blood. Yeah. And I'm sitting there during the movie, and I'm like, okay, so what – like, okay, so Theseus is with Lita. But it doesn't – it seems like Lita could have easily have left Newt prior to that relationship. Right. So what else did Theseus do to, like, earn Newt's ire? Well, he tried to get him a job. Right. He's trying to get his, his ability to travel internationally fixed. And he hugs him. And he tries like, to I'm like, get, how like, Theseus dare is actually he? a decent guy. Well, and he actually asks him to pick sides yeah. in a battle against Grindelwald, well, but the other thing who too is in that, this movie is a fairly evil dude. But that, that again, that's another way in which I think the movie is poorly written, because it's clear that Newt has chosen a side. He fought Grindelwald in the first movie. He's working for Dumbledore. Yeah. Right. Newt doesn't pick side. He doesn't pick political sides, which right. is what I think they were trying to right. go. Like, yeah. like, Travers just wants to be the guy in power. Right. Like, Newt doesn't pick sides because it's going to benefit him. Right. He picks sides because he, do, okay. he knows what's right or wrong. It's another way that I think that the, the film is not written well enough to let some of those things. I agree. Last because I just, I'm, like, I'm like, Theseus seems like a really decent guy. Yeah. Right. Like, why does Newt hate him so much? Right. And, and if wh- Newt loves Tino, like, wouldn't he follow up with her? Yeah. It's, a, it's, a, it's a weird. It just, it just that felt, was perplexing, especially because did you notice when Lita died? They made it very ambiguous about oh, who, who she was saying. Oh, who he was saying. She says, I love you. Right. Yeah. And I thought, okay, that's fine. But what is the point in that now? Yeah, there is no point. There really wasn't. There wasn't enough yeah. development. And I think we might come back to and that. And that's the problem. Is that, like that The whole thing frequently. with Lita, because there's so much else going on in the film, mm-hmm. like that does not have the room to breathe. Like Lita and the way in which that they're clearly trying to, to swerve us with the idea that, that Credence is her brother Corvus. Right. Mm. And we get that long exposition dump right before the final battle. I'm like, yeah. oh, okay, so we're dispensing with that. But Which raises two questions I want to – or two issues I wanted yes. to raise. First, going back to, like, the cramming too much mm-hmm. in, there are clearly characters that get crammed in here just because they matter down the road. Yeah. Like, you oh, don't yeah. need Nicholas Flamel. I'm not even sure you need Nagini. No, you don't need Nagini. Um no, Flamel, you could write out of this film very easily, like except it's just, for the Easter egg of like, oh, it's Flamel. Oh, that's what and, I and, think. And, that's and the shot of the philosopher. And there's show. the yeah. philosopher. Yeah, and you're like, to me, like I, it, that's you the kind of Easter, Easter egg I hate. No, in yeah, films. that it is just, a need, that did not need to, to be me, there. To me, it 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 adds to this artificiality mm-hmm. of the film that they they have to be here yeah. because we have to reference Harry Potter X number of times, right? To connect the films. Yeah. Well, and, and yeah, Flamel and Nagini, too. I'm like, she did nothing in this film, mm-hmm. I think, besides tell Credence that Grindelwald was on the roof. Right. I think that's the one. Other than that, she turns into a snake. She gets pulled into the wall by the, the evil or guy that's yeah. around for like five minutes. Starts to turn into a snake, but apparently doesn't. Yeah. yeah. And then she's kind of clinging onto Credence's arm the rest of the time. Right. So there were concerns about Nagini. 
when we saw the trailers Trailer, yes. in terms of sort of the exoticization of, yes. you know, the quote-unquote oriental yeah. in American pop culture. I didn't think that was a big problem in this film. But the problem was is that she was completely dependent on Credence. Yeah. Like, that, like yeah. she's there only to sort of help Credence as part of the plot advance. And even then – And even then she doesn't really do really much to help the plot advance. Ways, like, yeah. Like the dude's on the roof. Like yeah, that's exactly. it. Like other than know? that, I can't think. Well, yeah, hey, of a look thing up. that she does. <laughs> well, at times, um, again, to me, it just felt like a tireless parade of events. I, I really. Right. When oh, we that a, that's a great title. Fantastic Beasts. Tireless, tireless parade, parade of, of events. events. Ooh, could you Fantas- hashtag that for the show? That should be like what we should call the podcast. This version, a tireless oh. parade of events. That's, that's pretty good. I right? call the podcast that. Wait. Well, th- this like episode. The, yeah, oh. the show. It's probably a little true, but we probably don't want to advertise. <laughs> a little that. Close. No, I just I just meant when you write the when you write the text. Yeah. Tireless pr- the, 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 the description of the show. Right, when you write the, the description episode. there you go, the description yeah. of the episode. Yeah. A tire, the reason uh, I loved the original crusade. Fantastic Beast was because they took a tiny corner of the Harry Potter mm-hmm. world that you didn't know about and they and and she made it as beautiful as mm-hmm. you hoped it would be yeah. as engaging as you hoped it would yeah. be as lovely as you hoped it would mm-hmm. be and i was so disappointed by this next well, chapter well now it's just weighed down by the the ponderousness of the continuity absolutely right because had they made the first film just entirely about those four characters mm-hmm. you know in this romantic kind of way right. that was just normal people doing normal magical things mm-hmm. without having to tie it in yeah. to some like impending Grindelwald vor. Right. Vor. Yeah. Vor. Vor. Grindelwald vor. <laughs> Voldemort Grindelwald vor. Yeah. I would rather see Tales of Beetle the Bard, a whole separate standalone movie. Yeah, right? I mean I would like yeah. Yeah. Or even else. do like the Netflix, you know, route and do like some miniseries about it or something. Yeah. 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 Well yeah, there was I mean <clears throat> For a series called Fantastic Beasts, it's becoming less and less about the Fantastic Beasts. Well, oh, they definitely not. tried to wedge them they in. They do. But yeah. it feels totally feel wedged. wedged in. Also, yeah. I felt like Newt's uh, assistant that clearly is in love with him was a pivotal moment to have in the film. That was kind of annoying. Is she going to come back maybe in the fourth film? And oh, I'm pretty sure she's going to like go to the bad wizard side when Newt rejects her. Yeah. yeah. Well, because women and steal all of his beasts. Their approval. Yeah, I hear what you're yeah, saying. Yeah, so, so we're, we're really not liking how the women are turning out in this film. Yeah, no, they're not. No, I, Nagini might be the best. Oh, I think Tina might be the best just because she barely does anything. <laughs> and so they can't really mess her up. Wow. Well, she maintains she's a strong person. Yeah, like she's, she's, like she's doing her job. She's an mm-hmm. or She's but investigating things. But in like a fit of things. peak, you know, just because she's I know. upset at Newt. I, which gets to the thing that like, there were a lot of plot weaknesses in this film. Yes. One of which is the relationship for me between Newt and Tina. Yeah. The other was the whole baby story, that exposition you were talking oh. about. Oh, yeah. So I, let me just – let me set it up for listeners. Mm-hmm. I'm sure bad. that after after um, J.K. Rowling hears this podcast, she's going to go back and fix this problem in future films. No, 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 no. Yeah. She's going to hire us to fix this problem God, in we, future films. No, we this, should this, be fixers. Like, it should be – This podcast would really hurt her feelings. Hamilton and Austin. Fixers. <laughs> yeah. That Look, or they should, hire us, they should hire us for that how it should have ended Do we actually know uh, how yeah. thing on YouTube because well, I've got lots of ideas. No, I think she she wrote this, right? The, yeah. She's one of the writers, yeah. yeah. But she yeah. could just be on set. Yeah. No, she's credited as a writer yeah. of this. Well, yeah. As a so. writer, but I mean, that may just mean she, she has a main Yeah, so we should point. say to her right now that we really do love her work. I love just her. Just this film. We do. She is the most creative 
individual. She does wonderful things in the world. I was sad because yeah. I wanted her creativity to shine more. But instead we get the baby swap. Yes. Where a Dumbledore and a Lestrange baby yes. were both on a ship right before it went down. To America. They were right across the hall from each other. Mm -hmm. They were dressed exactly the same. Yeah, they're babies. Babies kind of wear the same thing. No, they don't. Yeah, That's they what do. I said, Patrick. They kind of wear the same thing. They're wearing yeah. exactly the same thing. No, they were different colors of baby gowns. I, I disagree. They're baby gowns. They didn't have Babies R Us back then. You couldn't go and That's get, the like, weird wait, thing. Wait, they have Babies R Us the, now? The babies are <laughs> doppelgangers <laughs> for each other, and there, are, there is no... Well, but the Lestrange and the Dumbledore well, are lived. two high <laughs> wizarding families that clearly shop at the same... Okay, but still... You know, at, uh, at uh, all of Andrew's diapers and baby gowns. The, yeah, they're on the boat at the same time. Yes. They're right across yes. from each other. Lita switches the baby just because her brother's crying. Um, that, that was and it can't be a, a boatload of magical people or a magical boat, right? Because there's no use of magic to try to save the boat. No, no, no. It's just a it's just a standard boat. Right. So it's it's a bunch of muggles. They really should have made it the Titanic. I thought that it was the Titanic at first. That'd be really nice if it was the Titanic. I mean, it wouldn't make sense. Anyways, but back to your right. back to your back to your. <laughs> but you know, this is why this not is at just, this point. It is so fantastical; it's unbelievable. Like you can't convince me that this really happened. It did happen in we the saw world it. of this movie. I find it interesting sometimes that people just, choose just, one can't. thing. We all do it. You choose one thing not to believe. It doesn't sound like we all do it. It feels like, it feels <laughs> like a fairly pointed Everybody attack does against it. Like when me. you go see a movie that's got all these amazing things in it, and then there's like the one thing in the time You've travel. You've been complaining the about the movie, Vicky, for 25 minutes. No, no, but there I think it's a bunch interesting of that But sure, her critique is more general than a particular one. It would be like someone being really annoyed because they completely changed the nature of the Obliviate spell in the film to fit their purposes. What do you mean they changed the nature of the Well, because Jacob says, you know, the reason why they explain he remembers stuff is like, oh, because the Obliviate spell yeah. just gets rid of bad memories. Yeah. I'm like, really? What? Is that, no, it doesn't. Is that why they used it on, like, one of Voldemort's henchmen in in part one of Deathly Hallows? They just got right. rid of his bad memories? Right. Yeah. That's why didn't they do the like, bad that's person not how it ever. works. It gets rid of but, all of your memories. But in my defense against Vicky's attack, <laughs> I've already oh, complained on. about Queenie mm -hmm. and Tina, mm -hmm. and now I'm complaining about the plotting. Okay. So I've, it's not, I don't this think I'm fixated This complaint is louder than the other. It this is. One. Well, this is his big complaint. This one it's not my big complaint. It's a big but complaint. It, it, okay, it's my big complaint. Really? Because really? I'm trying to think. You what was the about really this in the car cheeses me up. Yeah. Home. What was the first thing you said about the film? <laughs> Just saying. After we got done watching it, All it right. was the baby swap. Fair enough. Fair enough. We need to start doing these shows on the drive home from the movie. Yes. They would be fresher that way. <laughs> this is pretty fresh. I suppose. So, in terms of other characters, yes. Um, Johnny Depp wasn't terrible. The only reason he wasn't terrible is because I, I have gone from really liking Johnny Depp to kind of despising him. Yeah. As, as I'm sure many individual. people have. Right. And yeah. so he was believable. But then, you know, you also do have to feel sorry for him in, in a way. Well, I just I was glad he didn't do Weird Depp. Yeah, me too. Because yeah. Weird Depp would have been would have, he, he would did have well. really destroyed the film. Maybe, yeah. he's, maybe he's going to bring himself out of it. Well, maybe it's not so much Weird Depp so much as just tired Depp that wants a paycheck. And so he's just kind of... Feel like just... Just mailing it in. Yeah, yeah pretty much. Yeah, because he's in pretty bad water. Like he's he's yeah. just kind of. I mean, because he doesn't do anything weird, but he's just kind of there. Yeah. yeah. Like he's supposed to be this really charming, yeah. seductive person. I'm like, Maybe. I'm not sure. I'm I'm seeing it as much. No, that that hair is never charming nor seductive. Yeah. Jacob. Is just so flat in this film. He is. Did none he's of just the, there like, for humor, right? Like, yeah, he's just well, there for a chuckle. He's flat until and he's he, there because he has he to be because he was in the first Queenie. film. 
when he doesn't follow Queenie, then you you feel better about Jacob because you see that he has yeah. some. But the yeah, other but you don't is, know where it comes from. How do none of the wizards in the rally notice that there's a muggle hanging out there with them? Well, there's no spell to detect that kind yeah. of stuff. But they usually know when someone's a muggle. Oh my God. If I were a wizard, the first thing I would do is create a muggle detector. I was being sarcastic, though, at once. Oh, are there really? Yeah. There's a bunch of things is this in the Is this in the with... Star Wars Extended Universe that you're talking about, Rich? Or is this no, in the... it's in the... In Richard's defense, we are kind of spending the whole episode yeah. on the Harry Potter But no, in the books, universe. there yeah. were like little gates that were like preventing people that non-magic to get in. Like, isn't it the whole platform three-quarters thing? Like, That's true. Random people can't just walk in by accidentally yeah. on the yeah. They can't wall. walk through the wall. But it, how does that work? I guess I never really thought about how it's, the platform works. Yeah, hands in the end said well, magic. what's interesting <laughs> is that despite the fact that Grindelwald, the but villain of this piece, is all about how muggles are wholly other from wizards, right. the wizarding world is based on the fact that muggles are wholly other than wizards. <laughs> in things like the, the door that doesn't let them through. Oh, wow. Yeah, that's always been a thing in Harry Potter from the get-go, is that, like, you know, even in the books, it's always been most wizards may not look down upon them, but they definitely yeah. say... Well, it's one of the things that I find interesting is because I always wondered, like, why there was so much of that in the Harry Potter, like the looking down on the muggles and the half-bloods. Mm -hmm. yeah. And then I realized, like, look at Grindelwald that's set, like, in the early 20th century. I'm like, oh, that was pretty recent, so... They, like, their enlightenment is pretty recent. Well, but... Like, it, less than 100 years. But in many ways, like... Like, you're, you're pretending, like, our enlightenment was somehow better. No, I'm not. It yeah. came earlier, but it certainly <laughs> didn't get rid of the other problem. Yeah, but that's, you my, know? that's like, my point. Is like, yeah. they got rid of, like, their – to the extent they got rid of their muggle prejudices, it happened even more recently than some of ours that we supposedly got rid of. Right, right. But this is clearly kind of a parallel to that, right? Yeah. Like it's, yes. Which is where I want to go when we talk about something positive. Okay. But, but for the – another negative I had was the, the film was just so unrelentingly dark. They've been that way since Yates took over. Yeah, I as mean, when director. like when he's when got babies very... when babies repeatedly kind of that's not good. Yeah, that was a really perplexing scene to me. I thought that he was going to predictably take that baby and make it his pet. Yeah, you're talking about the baby, the baby that they killed just so yeah. they can have an apartment, like just <clears throat> to have the apartment. Oh yeah, well, but it makes Grindelwald like Voldemort. Well, he I killed I, a baby. I clearly saw the like the parallels really, you're supposed really to see because it was subtle. Yeah, the little baby. Sitting you love there. subtlety, don't you? Yeah, we got to get Riverdale yeah. back, by the really, way, because you love really subtlety. Really I was like, oh, Grindelwald's facing a baby child, much like Voldemort did. I wonder what is going to happen to said baby child. Well, He's do you guys cast a curse on it? It's going to go down and hit him. Throw itself in front of him. Do you guys have any more negative stuff to say? Because we got about 20 minutes left, and if really? we want to get back on J.K. Rowling's good side, yeah. we might want to talk about one, stuff that uh, we liked in the film. We have to get really a view tickets for the next step one. I do have a to negative? Say that I do. It's a really silly negative. I okay. thought that they could have done a better makeup job on Nicholas Flamel. <laughs> I was just <laughs> like, come on, man. Fair that enough. was bad. Anyway. Well, I do, yeah, I, well, I think going back to kind of Newt, okay. there, I do kind of wonder that there's somewhat of an unrealized critique of him as someone that kind of, valorizes himself in terms of I don't pick sides. Like right. He, like the, like yeah. he has the privilege to do that. Right. And so like, you're talking about a good thing or a bad thing? I'm not sure. Because they they're critiquing it? it? Yeah, well, it's a critique of Newt's character that I'm not sure the film quite realizes. Oh, that, so you're going to take your PhD and do something smarter with the film than the film knew to do with itself. Yes. Go. That, that the, the, oh, there's, the a, there's, sort a, there's of, a show um, description. <laughs> That'll be the second one. Yeah, that's, that's more a description of me than the show, maybe. Uh, but I do feel like it does. There's kind of this whole thing. Wait, are you saying I don't think I don't make things smarter? Yes, I'm saying that. Yes. Ouch. Ouch. Yes. It's probably fair. Yes. Well, because you know, I bring the humanity. But yeah. So that so that was one of the things that I had. Um, 
I also don't really understand how I feel like the well, we didn't really talk about the big revelation of who Credence is supposedly. Yeah. Of being the lost Dumbledore, which I I feel like that's got to be a lie. If for no other reason I than hope the fact so. that Grindelwald in the last film had no idea that Credence, he thought he was a squib. Yeah. Until he, like, revealed his obscurial powers. So mm-hmm. I'm really wondering if this is a, a um, another way that Grindelwald— It's a red herring. Manip- it's a red herring. He's just manipulating Because Credence. if there is another Dumbledore kid— You would have thought that would have come up— That doesn't come up in any of the seven Harry Potter— novels or the eight films mm-hmm. seems really yeah I guess they talk about his sister they do all the family dirt yeah well right. we meet the other Abelforth we meet the other brother. right like it, and they don't I mean, we do care too much but we met them right. yeah <laughs> wow true well but wow. it could be an illegitimate child I mean you know it just it, it doesn't so there's to. that there's also the, I guess so one... but Dumbledore's gonna know about it well that's the point. other question so too is whether or not Albus does yeah. know about it the other thing that bothers me, but he me will that, eventually, right? Oh well, yeah, you over the course so. of this Fantastic Beasts. Um, but the other thing is, there's a the moment where and there's another just kind of minor plot point is that there's a scene where Grindelwald don't make too big a deal of it. Tells his yeah. henchmen, <laughs> you know, go to the circus and deliver my message to Credence. Yeah, which I'm pretty sure never happened. Oh, because otherwise, why would Grindelwald have to show up on Credence's roof? And also, we never because at first I thought the guy he sent was the a guy that was trying to kill. Yeah. Um, I can't, Ka- Kama, was that his name? The guy that trapped Tina and then trapped Newt. That was the vengeful brother. Oh. Yeah, I guess. I yeah. can't, like, I thought that was, I'm like, is that the guy <laughs> Grindelwald sent? No, I think they're different people. But I'm like, yeah. what happened to the message to the circus? Because I'm pretty sure there was no message that Creedence ever got at the circus. So I like you're fixating m- on it too much. The message was okay. just a, sort of a vague term that wasn't. Yeah. So After the credits, um, is a guy with letter. That's about it. Hello? Hello? Hello, Credence. Got a letter for Credence. Got a letter for Aurelius. I mean, Credence. Firebones. Just wandering the circus. All right, so that was a very unsuccessful transition to the positive. Okay, so on to the positive. Oh, his posture? Yes. His way of being? It just drove me crazy. (laughs) His way of being? He he overacts a little bit, I think, in this film, Credence. Oh. To the extent that he has anything to do besides looking mopey and slouchy until I mean, the end when he like just blasts Grindelwald's window. I'm like, yeah. yeah. Is there a point to that? Yeah. I, I, didn't I hate windows. <laughs> <laughs> Be gone. More Be gone glass. Much of the film. So. Yeah. But you wanted to talk about positive things. We should, shouldn't we? I suppose. Okay. One positive, clearly, my only prediction on the film that I know will come true. Mm-hmm is that Nagini is going to save Credence in the end. Oh. She will sacrifice herself to the side of evil to save Credence to the side of good. Mm. Prediction guaranteed I think that's to happen. a good prediction. Yeah. Guaranteed. Well, I figure something's got to split him off from Grindelwald. And it's got to be Nagini because she's on the wrong side At of the circle point. right now. Yeah. You might not know this, but she's going to become Voldemort's snake. Eventually. No, I do know that because I hate that snake in the films. I know. Oof. That snake scares me. Like, me too. like I like this yeah. version of Nagini. The snake that we see in the other movie, I hate that snake. Me too. I don't like snakes. Don't but you that, like this version of Nagini. I like the well because it's a nicer snake. The the snake in the other movie <laughs> is always creepier. Nicer snake. It's a very not, scary not snake. Not killing people, but yeah, that alive. snake was scary. That's she only bit the circus master on the shoulder. Yeah, yeah, it's, he deserved. I you still know, like Dumbledore. Like, sh- like I'm never going to not like Dumbledore. I didn't hate uh, Dumbledore. Don't tempt in this the movie. Film. <laughs> and yeah, I, right. True. And I didn't hate Newt in this film, I, although I, I think Patrick's critique of yeah, Newt I mean, is Newt's about. He's got the same issues that he has before. I really like the character of Newt because there is some complexity there, right? But I don't know if they're going to do anything with it because I'm like Newt, who is supposed to be like the main character of this franchise. Yeah, he's not going to be the hero because it's going to be Dumbledore when he defeats Grindelwald. Okay. 
But I mean, Newt. And you can always kind of see the way in which the new characters are getting marginalized by the needs of the larger plot. Right, because the four that we talked about, like having something to do with the first film, really are just sort of. They're just kind of there and they're like moved around like little pieces. Anyways, you want to talk about positive stuff. I believe this was this section. Yeah. So let's give Rowling credit for the way she wants to kind of think about pop culture and the world around us. Mm-hmm. So right after we watched the movie, I went to the gym the next – I went Sunday morning, and I was watching the Fox Sunday morning show. Right after you went to the movie the next – you went to the gym the next day. The next day. That's not really right after. Don't look at me. I'm not going to help you with this argument. That feels like a quibble, but (laughs) I'm pretty sure that you went home after the movie (laughs) and had a lot of Chinese food (laughs) and chocolate and watched somebody play the Spider Man video game. Yes. No, I don't want to play the new Spider Man video game. Oh, if you insist. Hour and a half later. Well, perhaps I should go home. What party you at? It's fun, right? Yeah, I, um, I do not play the Spider-Man video game, mm. but I watch others enjoy. Yeah, <laughs> we could do a podcast on the Spider-Man video. We game should do that at some oh. point. She does try to make these points that need to be made. Yeah, yes. About she always has done that. Right. So and she's very vocal about on it. on the Fox Morning Show that I watched the next day. Now that yeah. we've cleared that up, there was a dis- a discussion of the new Disney princess film that's coming out, in which the princesses act according to Fox News in a quote unquote hyper feminist way. You mean the is I. It's not a Disney princess film. They're they're all in the Wreck It Ralph sequel. Is that what they were talking about? I don't know. They said a new prin- Disney princess film. Is I what think they, they are said. all in the Wreck It Ralph. All, yeah, well, that, they that's are. the thing that they're I, in. And they're all like super badass. I don't yeah. know if Fox News is is accurate or not. I make no comment <laughs> on that. Did you that. just say you don't know if Fox News is accurate or not? Who's to say? That's going to go in the show description. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Alan's, <laughs> Alan's defense of Fox News. No, no just no, just a quote. I don't know if Fox News is accurate or not. Really trying to say something positive. I'm right. okay, Rowling, but <laughs> apparently I can't get two sentences in. Go ahead. Go ahead, Mr. O'Reilly. So, so, so they're really they're really pissed off that there's this quote unquote hyper feminism in it. Like the, the the princesses say, "Oh, are you tired of always having to wait for a man to save you?" And I guess Cinderella breaks her glass slipper. And oh, that's Wreck-It Ralph. Then that's yeah, that's one. definitely Wreck-It Ralph. So whatever. She breaks it off and threatens to like cut it. someone. I don't yeah. know. But anyway, the point being, there's all this stuff right about yeah. like women asserting their independence in yes. the world instead of waiting around for men to help them do it. So they brought on some expert. Oh, who was a radio host. Um, and they literally said, is her credentials mother of two kids? No, oh, okay. So she's got to be right. Is this connecting to Crimes of Grindelwald at some I'm point? I'm trying okay. um, to complain about Disney. She's like, Walt Disney would have hated this. And well, like, well, and that's our barometer. Well, right, like, do we all want to go back to thinking about the world like Walt Disney did? Oh, I'm like, sure. Disney. Actually, Fox News probably does. Yeah. 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 On a lot of levels. Right. Does, didn't Disney approve? They like, do. Sign off on this at some point? They had to, yeah. Right. But back to my point. Okay. Mm-hmm. They're, they're upset with Disney. The, back the, to your the, point. The oh, current Disney is okay. too liberal okay. yeah. yes. as compared right. to the conservative old Walt Disney, right. crotchety Disney. Mm-hmm. So <laughs> it strikes me that you can't watch this film, is almost anything we watch today, and not see contemporary culture and politics written yes. all over it. It's one of the things I right? like about the Fantastic sure. Beasts franchise. Yes. Because we talked about that with the first film and kind of the way in which it imagines sort of America – that you can kind of see leading to our current situation. Right, absolutely. Um, and so, so I do like that about the Fantastic For me, the Fantastic Beasts franchise is doing that more than Harry Potter did. And I think that might be one reason people don't like it as much. Yeah. It's yeah. a little more heavy-handed. Uh, so when Grindelwald comes out to speak to the rally, yes, it just screams of a Trump rally. Yeah. yeah. Right? Like with oceans of people who are rapturously entranced mm-hmm. by him. Even though, like you said, Patrick, earlier, he doesn't really seem – 
All particularly that. magnetic. And no. His message isn't like no. he's got terrible hair. Hyper articulate. Yeah. Right. His hair it's is a weird. His skin is a weird color. And what's right. the deal with his eyes? Yeah. Like there's there's nothing quite right with yeah. him. You yeah. know, he looks almost like a reptile mm-hmm. in a way. Kind of like a space Voldemort. lizard. Right. And he's right. using <laughs> the race issue. Oh yeah. Explicitly to rally his base. Oh yeah. He says the Muggles are not. You know, beneath us, they're other than us. Or so, like that's that's almost they're not uh, not lesser but other. Right. That's a really striking line in yeah. the film, like not lesser but other. Mm-hmm. And so obviously we know that this kind of political behavior has terrible consequences for the wizarding world, mm-hmm. right? Like really bad stuff is coming. And one of my favorite parts of the film actually was when um, Grindelwald shows his followers what's coming. Oh, shows World War II. Like yeah. World War II's coming. It's going to end with an atomic bomb. Mm-hmm. And you're like, he's right in a way. Yeah. Grindelwald is like – Humans are really terrible. Yeah, well, yeah, they're they're brut- he talks about their brutality, right. but of course, in a really Trumpian kind of way, his solution is no better. No, his solution is just as brutal. Right, it's just as brutal. Or a it's different just kind of brutality. It's okay because it's his brutality, and his yeah. brutality has some kind of righteousness to yeah. it, whereas human brutality. Yeah, doesn't. I mean, I did like the way in which at least it does call into question sort of the idea of World War II as the Great War. Right. Yeah. No, I thought that I thought that was always good, but it. it the Fox complaint, you know, that pop culture is is reflecting cultural norms totally misses the point, right? Mm-hmm. Which is pop culture has always done that. Yeah. I have a fair or foul that's along those lines. Oh, good. By, uh, uh, this is uh, Dan <laughs> DiPlacido of Forbes. Yes. Uh, it says, when this franchise started, it seemed to be a charming tale of an animal-obsessed introvert and slapstick shenanigans. Right. But then if Newt only. Scamander, the guy who wrote the book on magical creatures— is sucked into a massive, all-consuming Rise of Hitler allegory. Yep. We already went through this with Voldemort, remember? Why, J.K. Rowling, did you have to bring your thinly-veiled social commentary into this one? Ouch. We went through it already, and it was good. This time, I just wanted to watch a well-dressed nerd chase animals around. I think that's a fair and foul. I mean, J.K. Rowling has established herself like to the point where she gets to make the movie she wants to make. Oh, yes. She gets to share the message that she, she wants, wants to share. share. I respect that. Um, I think maybe it's more heavy-handed now because of where we're at now. Mm. Like when Harry Potter first came out, we lived in a different kind of world. Yeah, we thought we lived in a different kind of world. Right. Well, we were, but we it wasn't. It, it, but it was different in some ways. Mm. Uh, like Donald Trump is different. Yeah, but there I were mean, a lot of a lot of the things that led to Donald Trump were around. We oh, for sure, for sure. But there's now a want to an openness them. to kind Say of acknowledge this yeah. hate. Right. I I too would like to just go see a movie that has Eddie Redmayne running around and casting spells and you know having fun with magical creatures. But I understand why she's doing what she's doing. It just depends if you're going to a movie to be entertained and to escape what's happening, or you know if you're going to a movie to try to. She's trying to get a message across to people. Yeah, but also I don't see those as mutually exclusive. They're not. But in this, the the end result of this film, it feels a little mutually exclusive. Mutually exclusive. exclusive. That's what I said. Exclusive? That's exactly well, what I said. Well, if you were hoping to Wouldn't see, you, say, like, you know, she, the fun of the first film, you don't get that. There's not a the ton first, of fun in here. Well, the first film, I think, does. I mean, I, I thought the first film actually did some really interesting critiques. Not, uh, not as heavy-handed. It wasn't as. Yeah. I thought it made some really interesting critiques about America. Like, what, like very subtly, the, the, the way in which it kind of captured a harshness to American society. Yeah. That... Particularly in you know the nineties, we tend to try to, to, to gloss over. I, I actually really liked some of that, like the fact even but even there was linguistically, enough, there was enough of the 
magical there was like fantasy fun yeah like this time we had only kind of the giant chinese dragon. dog dragon yeah. kind yeah. of thing but maybe no, no, there was the, the kelpie that he rode for a little while yeah Right, it, it you get thirty though. seconds of kelp, and the and, and we have the 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 the, the twig. thirty seconds of kelp. Yeah, well, the the the, the, the twig, um, but also not the twig. The um, <laughs> what's the animal that wants the gold? Yeah, I'm blank. No, I'm totally blank. Not a sniffle. The, the the griffler, niffler, niffler. That's well, close. You know, but I think maybe I romanticized the first one a little bit because in talking to our sixteen-year-old daughter, she just kept saying that was so dark. That was so dark. Hope of remembers course, this the one dark is going to be dark. That, she kept telling us how it is, dark it, it was. It is very dark, particularly and once so you get Credence as the obscurial and the battle. Like it takes a very dark tone. But there's a the and even the the, the the bare bones mother and the abuse. That that was to her as a child watching yeah. it, and you right. know so. But there's still a chunk yeah. of that film that's full of bright, colorful, fun creatures. Mm-hmm. It's true. It's a balance, right? Like yeah. that film might be half and half. Yeah. This film's like, what a. Yeah, five percent fun and ninety five. Well, but we also have like the, the you know the the evil cat things. That's a magical creature. Yeah, yeah, the they evil, were they the were evil, scary. The creepy cat things. Yeah, yeah. But you know, if you follow her Twitter feed, which you her Twitter account, which you must, Jay, she I don't. <laughs> what? No, that comes across my feed every once okay, in a while. Okay, well, I she's so vocal about what's happening in the world oh, yeah. that if she's going to have a platform. Yeah. She's going to take I, it. I respect that. Yeah. And I respect anybody. In her position, the easy thing for her to do is to crank out, yeah. you know, childish, fantastic stories right. that make That's a true. lot of money and don't offend anybody. Mm-hmm. Or to use her Twitter the same way. Like, but she doesn't. No, I, no she I, doesn't. That I totally respect. But can I say one final plot hole? The fact that, like, the Lestrange information is in the vaults in the library and nobody's ever bothered to look it up seems really weird to yeah. me. Yeah. And I couldn't quite – I didn't quite see how they stole it. I don't remember what happened there. Oh, you see um, – what's his face? Who Abernathy, the one that helped. Oh, Abernathy. You see him oh, – okay. like there's one shot of him like taking yes, the book yes, yes. out of something. I saw that Which you realize happened. in retrospect was him taking the book out of the vault and leaving the note saying, you know, it's at it's here. At the, but I couldn't right. remember who had done that. Yeah. I, I saw the form right. and then I was like, wait, what? Yeah. Well, it would be the only way I guess Grindelwald could lie about it to Credence mm-hmm. if he's lying about Credence's true identity. Well, but no, the book is just meant to prove that he's not Corvus. Oh, that's right. That's right. It because doesn't the, tell a story because the Corvus the thing tree. pops up and burns away, so you know he's dead. Yeah. Um, I enjoyed that little piece of information about how the women were all just beautiful flowers with no names. And that was just There like, was a point there. Yeah. yeah. Right? Yes, yeah. there was a point there. And yet it's a film in which Queenie I know, and I Tina know, could be seen as sort of ornaments. Yeah. Yeah. Nagini, they're ornaments in the film. They're not— Well, and the other thing, too, is that clearly that tree is meant to be like the one that's in Sirius's house. Yes. And that had the women on it because it had— yes. I know it had Bellatrix's face on yeah. it. Yeah. <coughs> Because we see that face when I she goes. I wish I knew what you guys Bellatrix were talking about. Because I don't know the. Yeah. yeah. So well, no. In, in, uh, in, in Sirius, Azkaban, in, in his Sirius house. Black in, in 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 the house at number five Grimald Place, he's got the big Sirius Black fam- the Black I, family I, tree. I'm not saying. Oh, okay. Not saying anybody's lying about Mike, it, Patrick. Mike, I'm just Mike saying Hazard. I don't remember it. <laughs> Did you just break it's your mic? Still fine. Yeah, because they snuff out Regulus, right? They burn him out. And Sirius. And Sirius. Yeah. Yeah. And I think Sirius's. Sister? Why are there's the, the, the Lestranges in that tree? It's the Lestrange house. And it was the Lestrange tree. No, but wait, why would Sirius the... be in the, the Lestrange tree? He's descended from the Lestranges. Is he? Yeah. 
The Blacks and Lestranges are all, they're like cousins or something. Everybody's related to everybody. Because he said something about, like, yeah. my deranged. Hey, hey, Paz, like, well, my deranged. You, you or, or maybe, be, or it might be that I, Bellatrix might have married into the, I think Lestrange might have married into the black family. Maybe I that don't was remember. It. I can't believe But, yeah, Lestranges and Blacks are all. Okay. All right. Fair intermingled. enough. Intermingled. So we did find something good about the film. Yes. It's, it's, it's kind of a strange. I mean, despite it's we've been. Heavy-handed good, political a good, message. A good, yeah, the heavy-handed political <laughs> message is, is the. Um, but I do like the fact that the Fantastic Beasts franchise is more tied into kind of the socio-political present. I I really admire that. Like I I appreciate it. Yeah, it's one of the things that I like about it. Um, and I did overall like particularly coming into it, having seen the reviews that were pretty savage. Um, about it just being like a hot mess of a film and nothing. Like I did enjoy the film. Mm -hmm. I really I liked it more than Vicky did. I think for sure. I was just disappointed. Yeah, to me. It was a perfectly entertaining film. Like yeah, if I if I'm going to stop like being hypercritical of plot yeah. holes and whatnot, like it was a a perfectly fine film. Right. But it was not one of the great Harry Potter. Well, and films. I th- and the problem is that there should have been like I you know the mirror of error said the revelation about Credence at the end, and I would say yeah. lead to the Strange's death. They're should all moments more. that should have been more effective. But couldn't because the room just did, the movie just did not have the room. Same with Queenie Queen. and Jacob going different ways. Like, yeah, like you can you can add more to that list of moments that could have had real yeah. power. Well, and that's what makes it a really you know it's not the middle movie of the trilogy, but it feels like it because it's really about moving everyone around and getting but them to where they need. It to does be. make you nervous about the next couple before they get to the. It's true. The climax. Yeah. Like, is it just more moving people around? Well, it's. I mean, I guess we're gonna have to spend a movie of Dumbledore figuring out how to break like the little blood pacty, right, thing. Right. Uh, though yeah. I do find it interesting that that the way they phrase that is like, oh, we swore not to move against each other. I'm like, you are doing nothing but moving against each I other. I thought that they weren't allowed to fight each other. Was he says said. it a couple different ways. He says yeah. they can't. He says we can't attack. He says I can't move against Grindelwald. I'm like, yeah. all you got. He's literally got your. Well, they were young. Maybe it was a. An ensourcement that didn't get quite... Sorcelment. Like, a sorcelment that Insor- didn't get... Insourcelment. Insourcelment. You're not ensourced. Maybe it didn't get, fun- it, it didn't get fully ensorcelled, is yeah. what I'm I trying to say. I guess if truth be told, I just wanted a movie about Newt's commander. Yeah. I mean, that's kind of what I wanted, too. Very and, and And part of it is, like, I really like Newt, and I like the yeah. characters they introduced Me in too. the first movie. Right. And you can just tell they're going to become more marginal. Yeah. Like, over and... Like, they're just going to become... I don't know what they're going to become, but in this film, the, the four characters that you really sort of invest in... Right. Yeah. Are just the the four most poorly treated characters yeah. in the film. And poor Jacob, it's just going to be like New York all over again. And I'm, you know, that's what I wanted. Yeah, yeah. right. Yeah, yeah, I mean, I kind of like the idea of like we're in New York, we're in Paris, we're in other places. Like it's, yeah. it's basically yeah. Newt Scamander's, you know, vacation. Yeah. Yeah. Each year that that it was going to be, you know, with his buddies Tina and Queenie and 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 Jacob kind of going. Not so buddy anymore. But yeah, like the, the problem is, I and mean, you can almost kind of see at the moment you get Grindelwald and Johnny Depp showing up at the end of Fantastic Beasts, it's like different. that, like you've got the shift to oh, so now we've got to explain yeah. the whole Grindelwald history, and this no longer is about Fantastic. I Beasts always thought and Newt. like the Grindelwald history would be really interesting, like to learn about in detail. Like that's a that's a legitimate corner of the universe to explore. Yeah, just the way they've done it, it felt like the first film was almost misleading you into what's. What yeah. it's going to be. Yeah. I don't know. But if J.K. Rowling ever wants to come on the podcast. Oh, yeah. We'd be happy to have her. Yeah. And not sue us. And we will bring <laughs> we'll bring Vicky back for that one for sure. Oh, I, I'm pretty sure Vicky would be very upset if we had yes. J.K. Rowling and she was not invited. There's room on the couch for one more. Yeah. Two more. 
We probably need to bring Hope, too. Yeah, Hope would come, too. Something tells me. Yeah, Bobby might even want to come to that. I mean, wow, Hope Bobby. and I are tight with Daniel Radcliffe, so. Oh, that's right. That's right. Maybe we could get Daniel Radcliffe in here, too. Mm-hmm. He's fun. not doing anything, right? No. He's do we really want that much star <laughs> power on one show? It feels like we should spread that spread out. Spread it out a little bit. Maybe we could do a, ooh, remember how good our Oscar trilogy oh. was? We'll do a Potter trilogy. I bet <laughs> oh. if we did a Potter trilogy, yeah, I, I, J.K. Rowling, um, Daniel Radcliffe, Daniel Radcliffe his name. and Emma Watson. And Emma Watson. Emma Watson. <laughs> I'm trying to think of the three. Nobody cares about Ron Weasley. <laughs> I mean, Emma Watson might Actually, be I would love to have Ron Weasley on, too. But we could, we could bring her on to talk know. about like her feminism and changing Absolutely. Like, that's yeah. clearly what we're right. talking about. And so about. There, we, and there we've got the new Oscar trilogy, which I bet will play. do better we than the last one. We might get 40 downloads. The number of downloads. Actually, they're all – Daniel's new play was all about words and how they matter and the truth that I just saw, and I can't remember the name. He's always in New York. He'd be easy to get here. It's ironic that the play about words, you can't remember the name. Can't, I can't. He's, he's, the whole thing is this search for truth within a newspaper article, mm. which is just, of course, quite quite uh, appropriate. For yeah. the you can't escape it nowadays. Yep. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Are we out of time? I feel like we're, we're, we're definitely at the 50-some minute mark. Okay. So wait, so. I'm so confused, actually. Does anyone here like the movie? I did, I yes. liked the movie. Okay. I liked it. I but was why just why does the podcast more. seem like we did? <laughs> I know. I because know. because I, it was 40 well, no, minutes I, of negatives and say, five yeah. minutes I, of positive. I tried to transition on it, in my yeah. defense. The level Poorly. of, like, I just, I enjoyed the movie. It was a fun movie. I liked going back to the Potter world. Yeah. So wait, would you watch it again? Oh, I'm sure. I will watch it again. I will buy it on Blu-ray <laughs> when it comes out. I, well, they went back to Hogwarts. Again. I just like I'll go I, back to the even original. I, and I'm not a fan like you two are. Yeah, like I thrilled to that. Like that, I thought that was really cool. Like, yeah. oh my god, like we're going back to Hogwarts. Mm-hmm. McGonagall was there. Yeah, even though she apparently shouldn't be. No. Well, apparently, yeah, timeline wise, it doesn't work. Timeline out. wise, the movie set in 27, based on the book, McGonagall was born in 35. There were some weird yeah. timeline things. So, well, the whole timeline. Thro- I, was, I was asking Vicky, what, like, when does the Harry Potter universe take place? Eh, hard to say. Because how old is how old is Gandalf in this film? Gandalf. <laughs> <laughs> oh, he's like he's like eight hundred or something. What? Gandalf has a staff. He's like eight hundred. Dumbledore has a wand. Okay, which is a short staff. But yeah. my point is, like, the, like he's now oh, a long wand. thirty yeah. something at least. No, he's like probably in his late five hundreds in this film. Well, no, if he's 800 something, okay, he's probably Okay, if we're really going to get 700s. picky, Dumbledore and uh, Grindelwald just don't look like they could be anywhere near the same age because Johnny Depp has really lived a hard life. Yeah. <laughs> and oh, no amount of makeup's going to help with that oh, one. No. I'm, not sure, I'm not sure I'd say Johnny Depp has lived a hard life. He has. He's lived a rough life. Rough. Yeah. Yeah. Hard kind of implies. Exhausting. Yeah. Yeah. I'm not sure there's been a lot arrayed against him. We almost had this thing wrapped up. We did. I like, listen, I like the movie because it was, it was Harry uh. Potter- film but i yeah. would go back and watch the original many times over before i would go back and watch this yeah one. i mean I, yeah I, I i liked it but it probably has more to do with my affection for yes the fantastic beast franchise and harry potter franchise more than like this is just a really good film yeah and that seems like a fair review to end upon eh. if we can agree to end mm-hmm. sure <laughs>